So um, like I said, a lot of coaches are merchant innovators and we're highly creative, but we aren't that detail oriented and we can get distracted easily. That's why we need you. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Reagan, and you've discovered Unicorns Unite. This is a podcast for freelancers, service providers, virtual assistants, and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually. We're the magic makers, movers and shakers, and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses. Welcome to Unicorns Unite. Hey everyone, it's Emily here. I am so excited about this week's guest. A few months ago, I had Jennifer Kim, a business coach and former dentist, on my Facebook Live show, and we were talking about how she helps clients find their path in their entrepreneurial journey. The cool thing here is Jen knows all about this new personality test, more or less, that you can take called the CVI assessment, and she's sharing invaluable information that will help you understand your strengths and how you work with clients, so you'll know who your client is, who you are, how you match up, and where you might have some areas to improve and weaknesses. One thing I love that she covers when she goes over these four types in depth is how to set those boundaries, because I know a lot of you are going to fall into a certain type, and I don't want you to get taken advantage of. I know you're the helper type, and that's why you're doing this kind of work. You love servicing and helping and creating, but you do have to watch those boundaries. She has a great insight that will help you get hired and know what other business owners are looking for. So let's jump into the interview with Jennifer Kim. Hey, everyone. I'm sorry we're a little bit late today. I have Jennifer Kim here with us today. Jennifer, I'm so thrilled to have you here. Jennifer is a business coach, and she's going to talk to us today about the CVI assessment and how um, we can know our personalities and know our strengths and how we can bring this to work and in working with clients, too. So, Jennifer, take it away. Tell us about yourself. Well, thanks so much for having me here today. I was so excited to talk about this because personalities are like my thing. They totally uh, get me excited. And so actually, I was a dentist before I was a coach for 15 years, and um, I was really successful at it, but it was highly, highly stressful. And, um, you know, there were parts of it that I loved, but as a career, it just wasn't fulfilling to me. And it led to a lot of problems, actually, in my personal life. I wasn't present for my kids emotionally. I was, you know, constantly snapping at my husband, and they weren't doing anything wrong. Um, And so... um, it ended up taking a big toll on my health, actually, too. And I had been working with a coach for many years and finally realized uh, that I was just in the wrong career, which was kind of a hard thing to hear. You know, I'd gone through all this schooling and had all this debt, um, but I knew that I needed to do that. So um, I decided to retire and I thought I was going to be a stay-at-home mom. And I was all excited, never done that before. <laughs> and then after a couple months, you know, I realized... I'm probably not cut out to be a stay-at-home mom because I actually missed working. So um, went for a couple of years trying to figure out what I like to do. And I was getting really frustrated because I wasn't finding anything fulfilling. And then I realized that when people would talk about being in jobs that I hated, like my ears would perk up. <laughs> I finally realized that I wanted to help other people the way my coach helped me to find careers that they love and now specifically to help them grow their businesses and having that work-life balance because I didn't have that as a dentist myself. 
This is such a good story because I think a lot of us can relate to not having the first career that we love and figuring it out later. So sorry, keep going. (laughs) Oh yeah, no. And so that's what led me to become a coach. And it's amazing. Um, Actually, it was the CVI that helped me realize why dentistry was totally the wrong career for me and why coaching is perfect. So I cannot wait to share with you all about the CVI. Okay, awesome. So tell me, so your coach had you take the CVI? No, actually, that's something that I took when I was going through my coaching program. Uh, They had us take like seven different personality tests. And when I took it, I was like, oh my God, no wonder I hated being a dentist. And it was funny because when I went through the certification training for the CVI, because I liked it so much, I wanted to get certified in it. And, you know, we all take the test and our results are seen to everyone else too. So she had it on the outside and on the inside. And the teacher was walking around and she looks at mine and she's like, what was your job before again? And I said, yeah, I was a dentist. And she's like, no, (laughs) totally wrong career for you. (laughs) Yeah, it was really interesting to learn. Um, Yeah, it just was really helpful for me to see why coaching is so perfect for me now. So how is the CVI different than the other personality tests that are out there? Yeah, so um, the CVI was originally developed for um, employers to um, give it to all the employees at their work to make sure that everyone was in the right seats at work. But it's now being used for kids, for adults, for everything. And it's a little bit different than like, I don't know if you guys have taken the Mm Myers-Briggs, you know, ENFP, a lot of people have taken that one. That one, um, I've taken it a couple of times and it's changed. Like my results have changed every couple of years. And so I feel like that one is maybe more environmental or what stage you are in your life. Whereas the CVI is supposed to measure what your innate core values are. So your results in theory should never change over your lifetime. The degree to what you are in one area might be, but your actual like two tops should never change. Wow. I didn't know that. And I'm so glad you said that because every time I take Myers-Briggs, I, some days I'm an introvert, some days I'm an extrovert. Like it totally changes every couple of years, like you said. Yeah. And the cool thing about the CVI is um, your kids can take it um, as long as they can read, I think like at a fourth grade level. So around eight to nine years old um, can take it. And uh, I had my whole family take it. And oh my gosh, it has, it has improved our relationship so much more as a family because I understand them. That's how they're wired. Instead of being like, why don't you do this? Like I, I just have more empathy for them now. So it's really helped our family relationships too. Oh my gosh. I'm going to have to make everyone in my family take it now. Even the two-year-old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just kidding. So uh, I just had a blog come out this week, which is funny timing because we had this scheduled before we had you booked about personality tests and a lot of employers do use them. I know that it's illegal to make like a hiring decision based on that, but they do screen a lot of small business owners screen clients based on personalities. And I just am shocked that I'd never heard about this one before. That it was used to um, for companies to do it. So mm-hmm. I think the word is just now starting to get out. Yeah. You know, you'll find ones that resonate with you, but this one has really helped me and all my clients. I have all of my clients take this before I start working with them because it shows me how they communicate, how they take in information. Um, I just, I get a lot of insight before we even work together. Oh my gosh. So we had a lot of our VAs take this test already. And I would love for you to dive into what the test means. And some of like majority of our people got merchant innovators. So I would love for you to talk about that and just give us some more insight into how we can use this information. Okay. So, and actually, I think a lot of people were innovator merchants as well, right? Oh yeah. And it's different. I mean, I, to me, I'm like, Oh, but it is different. So yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah. So I think um, in terms of like 
I think it's really good for people to have a basic understanding of the four different types, not only for knowing about yourself, but also for knowing how to interview with different people and also how being able to speak to your strengths. Like if you read the PDF that came with it when you took the CVI, like look at those words and see the ones that that speak about you, because that's a lot of people use those words in their resume, describing themselves. It's really helpful to have a basic understanding. But do you want me to do just like a quick run through of, yeah. of the types? Okay. I would love that. So we'll, okay. So we'll start with merchants. So um, merchants are connectors, relationship builders. So they're all about people and helping people. And they're also visionaries. So they're always coming up with ideas for the future. And a lot of coaches like me are merchant innovators. So um, mm-hmm. a lot of people that you guys probably will be working with will be merchant innovators okay. as well. And uh, they are pretty friendly. They're kind of outgoing. And they're not usually too afraid to be in the public eye. So example of merchants are Emily, myself. <laughs> and if you guys know who Jenna Kutcher is on Instagram, oh. I don't know if you guys or people know her. Yeah, she has the Gold Digger podcast. I'm imagining that she's probably a big merchant as well. I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then um, innovators, what they're known for is being problem solvers and strategic thinkers. So they're not scared of any problem. And um They're also really good at dealing with relationships, but they're not as extroverted. They're a little bit more introverted, but they have really good social skills. So sometimes people will think that they're a merchant, but they're actually, you know, a little bit more to themselves. And they would be an example might be like Steve Jobs or uh, Amy Porterfield, if you guys know who she is, uh, who's a big course creator. I would imagine that she's more of an innovator as well. Yes, I agree with that too. Okay. And then the third type is builders. So builders are people who take action. They love to just get stuff done. Um, They're usually very natural at being a leader. They like to be in charge and they don't really like sitting around. They like to keep busy. They always want to be doing something. And so I think an example of a builder might be like Michael Phelps or Oprah might be either innovator builder or merchant builder. I think Oprah definitely has builder in her because she gets stuff done. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then um, the last one, which is probably, I think, the most misunderstood group are bankers. Now, you guys probably won't be working with a lot of bankers because not a lot of bankers are entrepreneurs. And I'll tell you why. Bankers are, um, they're the experts. They're the knowledge gatherers. And they protect the rest of us from risk and danger. So, um, and they like to be in a place where there's rules. So they do kind of well in like the corporate world, whereas merchant innovators don't tend to like being in the corporate way. We want to make our own rules. We want the freedom to decide for ourselves, right? Yes. So bankers like rules um, and they probably wouldn't be entrepreneurs because that's risky and scary, right? Yeah. So might not work with a lot of bankers, but they might be like a merchant banker. Um, But yeah, so that's the difference. Okay. I had no idea. And I didn't really think about that in terms of famous people. So I'm glad you put that context on there. So you're saying a majority of the online business owners are going to be your merchant innovators? Probably. Okay. So so what kind of person would compliment them? Like what kind of person would they want to hire on their team? Is it somebody who's the same or different? Well, I mean, you know, in terms of like people being creative, merchant innovators are highly creative. And so I think for what you guys do as virtual assistants, you have to be highly creative because you have to figure out, okay, how am I going to get all this stuff done for the people you know that I'm working with? And so you do have to be highly, that's what we're counting on you to do. So 
creativity can be creative in different ways. I'm creative in terms of helping people with their businesses. You guys are creative. How do I make this landing page look great? You know, how do I get their website to work? So there's different types of creativity. Yeah. So I don't think that necessarily I wouldn't, if I was hiring a VA, I wouldn't be looking for a specific, you know, personality type necessarily. Mm -hmm. It would be, you know, can they, can they execute and get the things done? Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, totally. Totally does. Wow. There's so much more to it than I thought. I mean, I know I got my results and I was so excited and I felt like mine was spot on because I had part builder in me. And I know that sometimes I just want to get stuff done. Like I don't blink and I just do it. And it's so, it's so interesting to see these results and learn how, like, how can I utilize this knowledge? Like when applying for jobs and, and interviewing for jobs. Yeah. Like for you, I think one of your greatest strengths is that you get stuff done. And that's something that I would highlight if I was talking to someone like, you know, I don't hesitate. I I get stuff done. You know, I'll give you a deadline. And that's what a lot of merchant innovators like myself need. So if you want, we could also talk about what are the different personality tests you'd be working with and kind of the challenges that you'd be facing and what are some things to do ahead of time so that you don't run into roadblocks of working with different personality types. Oh, I would love that because I've struggled with this. I've seen the different personalities. I know that some I work better with than others and I don't quite know what that is. (laughs) So please take it away. For sure. Okay. So talking about like, let's do merchants first, specifically merchant innovators. So, um, like I said, a lot of coaches are merchant innovators and we're highly creative, but we aren't that detail oriented and we can get distracted easily. So that's why we need you. And, um, we don't like hurting anybody's feelings. There's that merchant in us is that we're all about people. And that's the thing we hate to do the most is hurt anybody. So if you give us a deadline, we will do it. So I like that. (laughs) Yeah. Really good. I love it when my VA gives me deadlines, especially when it's spelled out for me then I will make sure that I get it done. And so I think it's really important when you're working with a merchant and you probably can tell right off the bat if someone, if they're very you know, talkative and friendly and outgoing, then you want to have your expectations spelled out before you guys start working together. So I would really recommend having either a frequently asked questions page that you go over or a contract where you spell out, you know, what are my working hours? Okay, so I'll give you an example. Okay. So a typical merchant innovator thing to do would be like, you know, I'm come up with this great idea. Oh my God, I had this PDF I wanted to do. I need to do it right now. So <laughs> I will be sending you an email at two o'clock in the morning and be like, wait, you can get it done. Emily, can you do it right now? Because I'm excited. I'm creative. I'm like, oh my God. And if she didn't tell me in the beginning, hey, look, these are my hours. You know, it's going to take me at least a day to look at it and turn it around. I'm going to be disappointed if I'm not getting it right away because I'm oh, so excited. I didn't think about that. Right? Yeah. So am I, you know, my website designer, she's really good about, hey, you know, I I know for her, I have to give her enough time. Mm -hmm. The expectation is already there. But if you don't spell it out for me, I'm going to be like, well, why can't you get it done? So I think having it spelled out ahead of time for merchants is really, really helpful. Oh, this is excellent advice because I have clients who do that, who text at 10 p.m. and want me to do stuff. And it's one thing if it's a crisis, but it's not always a crisis. <laughs> no, it's not always a crisis. Yeah. And I think just spelling that out ahead of time and making sure that it's really clear um, okay. is going to be helpful. It's going to help your relationship so much in the long run. Okay. And and having boundaries around your time. Like I think especially I have to do that as a coach too, saying, hey, you know, my working hours, I will respond to emails between this and this time. You know, if you don't want them to text you and say the best way to communicate with me is through email. So making sure you have boundaries around your time, because otherwise 
we're going to, we might overstep those boundaries if you don't spell not for us. Okay. I can do that. <laughs> this is really good <laughs> advice. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, I think what else about merchants? Um, okay. So then innovators, and I know a lot of you in this group are innovators. You might be able to relate to this, that one of the biggest challenges of an innovator is perfectionism. So wanting to keep working on something and, and actually for innovators, it's never perfect enough. Like mm-hmm. you can always keep working on it. So innovators need a deadline. And they need actually a shorter deadline than what you think. So <laughs> have you guys heard of this law called Parkinson's law? Have you heard of that? Nicole? I have. Yeah. Go ahead. But please explain it to everybody. Yeah. So Parkinson's law is that work will expand to fill the time that you give it. So if you give an innovator, okay, so they want a landing page. Okay, we'll, we'll do it in a week. They're going to take the entire week and then they'll be like, can you give me a couple, maybe a couple more days because they want to <laughs> make it perfect. Okay. So you want to actually give an innovator shorter time because the longer they have to work on it, they're going to keep being like, oh, it's not good enough. And this, so you want to actually give them shorter time than what you think. So you pad your deadline basically. Well, no, I would make it shorter for them. Okay. Well, yeah. Don't tell them your deadline. Just, okay. I got it. (laughs) Yes. And, and it's actually, it's going to help them. It really is. You're actually doing them a favor by not giving them too much time because they're going to overthink yeah. So just, Hey, just get me your rough draft, you know, by the end of the day or whatever. And they'd be like, oh, you know, but just, you know, be firm and just know, and just say, Hey, you know, and this is what I would say, Hey, you know, I know uh, you're probably thinking we can make it perfect, but we can always edit it later. It's better for us to just get at least a rough draft done. Oh, you said it in such a nice way too, because sometimes I have bad words floating through my head. I'm like, just get it done and get it to me. So I'm going to have to write that down and be <laughs> just encouraging. Like, it's not set in stone. Let's just right. move forward. I like it. Yeah, we can always change it later. And I think that's what I, because I'm an innovator too. So my tendency is to want to make it perfect, but I know now done is better than perfect. Yeah. So innovators think perfect is better than done. We need to flip the script with them. So you being nice and holding our feet to the fire is going to be good. Yeah. So don't be afraid to give a deadline to an innovator. That's what they need. And I try to tell a lot of the women who are interested in being VAs that like, look, these business owners need somebody to keep them on task. And it sounds like the innovator is definitely in that area. And there's tons of work out there because these business owners are so, you know, they're just getting derailed here and there. And if they have a business manager or more than just a VA on their team, they they can be the ones who are like, okay, it's time, it's time, it's time and keep them on that right direction. And it really is a thing right now online. I'm trying to convince people that there's online entrepreneurs who need help from organized people. And those people are probably the, the innovators that you're talking about. That's exactly the group. I mean, that's the same thing with my own clients is that they're, they're very hesitant to pull the trigger on stuff. And so they'll have, and then they'll have like 20 things that they're doing at once. They want to solve all the different problems and they don't want to move forward. So your job is to say, you know, you want to get this done. And, and and also another helpful question would be, what is it going to do for your business? If we get this landing page done, like to actually ask that question, because then they can see the future. Okay. Yeah. So that would, might be a good question. Like what is, what is it going to do for you? I mean, that's a coaching question, but I think that could be helpful for you guys to ask as well. Hey, this podcast is sponsored by my very own GIF and sticker making workshop. Turn your clients' videos into GIFs, design branded stickers for Instagram stories, and master the art of making your own GIF for promo emails. This is fun unicorn magic that we can do behind the scenes easily for our clients. The workshop is one hour, just $17.99. 
The link is in the show notes or go to emilyreaganpr.com slash GIF workshop. That's G-I-F workshop. Back to the show. Oh, this is good. I love all of this. Yeah. yeah. So you guys are going to be many coaches for your clients as well. That is kind of what you're doing. Yeah. There are quite a few business coaches that need our help. And I just never thought to look at them like this. So tell me about the next one. Are there a lot of builder uh, clients that we'll come across? Yeah. I mean, they probably will get stuff done on their own, but that doesn't mean that they don't need help of someone who's an expert. But the way to work with them is that they're going to want to have stuff done right away, like yesterday. (laughs) So again, spelling it out of what the expectations are is going to be really important. And they, they really value people who work hard and who do a good job. So if you ever make a mistake with a builder, don't give a bunch of excuses. Just own it and fix it. I love it. Yeah. You don't want to be like, I'm so sorry and give like 10,000 reasons. They're probably going to be thinking right then and there. Okay. I'm going to get rid of this person. So just (laughs) own it. Be like, I'm so sorry. You know, you know, we'll get it done. So just own it and and fix it. Okay. And I always say, Hey, I'm not going to charge you for that. I know it was my fault. I messed up. I own it. But sometimes in my head, I'm like, and my daughter's sick and my husband's deployed for a year and you know, I'm depressed and like, I want to like, throw all this stuff at them, but you're like, just keep your personal stuff together, own it and move forward. <laughs> now with a merchant, if you said that to a merchant, they'd be like, oh, it's okay. No problem. Take all the time you want. Builder would be like, you know, they're, they're within this person may not be the best fit for me, depending on how big. So builder might have a much more bigger scale of a business that you'd be dealing with. Oh my goodness. I'm just thinking I had to let somebody go on my team for this same reason. And I was like, I'm sorry. Like I got stuff going on too. Bye. I mean, I, right. I like, I'm also a merchant, so I was conflicted, but I also yeah. knew that like, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> great. And then with bankers, I think we talked about, you're probably not going to be working with too many, but if you are working with a banker, who's like maybe a CFO or a bookkeeper and they need some stuff, they like the details. Um, so, okay. you know, they want to have all the details. They like to get into the weeds. So giving in them as much information as you can is going to be helpful. Okay. And they probably like to hire really detailed people as well. Is that, yeah. Would that be right? Yeah. yeah. And they read stuff or, you know, like if you want to say, Hey, you know, this is how, like, if you want to te- you know, teach them about Google analytics or whatever, they'll be the ones that will actually read everything that you send them. The other three types may not, but um, they're, they really like to get as much information as possible. Oh, the bankers too. Interesting. This is so eye opening. Yeah. It's, it's really helpful. And it, you start to we start to be, at least for me, I stopped being so judgmental. Like, oh, why aren't they getting it done? Because now when I know like, oh, that person's an innovator, like they just need more time to process. So, mm. you know, I'm a very action oriented coach. And I know with my innovators, I need to teach them something and then let them have time to process. I can't ask them to make a decision right away. So giving them a little bit more time. But if there's something that I know they need to get done, like, okay, we're working on your goals. And they, they I said, okay, well, I need it by tonight. That's a little bit different. So. You have to kind of know when to push and kind of when to give them a little bit of time, if that makes sense. So who's the type of person in our online business where a lot of us are coming out with uh, e-courses and membership sites, but who's the type of person who will put the pedal to the metal and get through all of the content? Like which, which personality is that? Anybody that's a builder. Okay. And merchant innovators may too. So 
what the personality test tells you, it doesn't tell you like necessarily, like if you're a merchant innovator, it doesn't mean that you're not a builder and you won't get stuff done. Okay. The, the personality test tells you what, what your strengths are. So not only what you're good at, so merchants will be good at connecting with people, but also what motivates you. So it does, it's like, I'm a merchant innovator, but I get stuff done. I don't like to do it, but I can force myself because I've trained myself. Okay. Um, so I think the people, yeah, that will get through the course would be a merchant builder, innovator builder. Anybody with a builder is probably going to have no problem going through those courses. Doesn't mean that merchant innovators or innovative merchants can't do it. Mm-hmm. It just might take us a little bit longer to do it. So how could I, as a business owner, and I'm, I'm asking you this purely from an Amy Porterfield peer, <laughs> How would I motivate those innovators to get through the course? Is to ask them, okay, if you finish this course, what's going to change in your life? Like, what is it going to bring you in your life when you do this? And have them specifically tell you, you know, I want to know the specifics of what is it going to bring to your life? That's the only way that you can really get them to do it is to have them see the vision for their future. Okay. I'm glad you said that because I do bring that up to my girls, but I feel like as a builder, (laughs) that's probably my weak point. I'm like, just get it done. But I know that I got to remind them why. And I've sent them a couple emails like, this is why you signed up for the course. Don't forget. This is why you signed up. You wanted to be a working virtual assistant with some side money coming into your bank account. So um, this is really helpful. And I think Amy Porterfield's people would like it too. I think somehow we can come up with some content for them, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a great idea. But I think, um, yeah, just and knowing that it might take them more time to just process, you know, especially if they're a high innovator. So you can know the degree that someone is. So if you took the CVI, you you know, you got your little colored box and it has, you can see the colored boxes and like how big each section is. If one section is really big, that means you're high in that area. So if someone's a high innovator, it's going to take them longer to make those decisions. Okay. Makes sense. Yes. And some of us are, you know, it's just a little bit more, you know, than 50%. So we're a good kind of mix of both. Yes, exactly. Okay. So any other tips? So I really, I want to go back to what you said, because for me, this might be my biggest takeaway about using these words in your uh, cover letter in an interview, like especially some of my uh, course graduates haven't actually they don't actually have paying clients yet. And sometimes they kind of struggle with how to come across as confident and sell their asset to a team. And Mm. I think that if they could really embrace some of these words, it would, I don't want to say cover up their lack of experience, but really show their worth. Like, do you have any advice on that? Did I make any sense just now? (laughs) Well, yeah. And actually, you know, I, um, I want to talk a little bit about, um, how you and I met because that might help. Oh yes, please. I love the story. Yes. Okay. So, uh, Emily and I are in a same, in a same group in Facebook and I, um, I was struggling trying to get my new email sequence done. Like I'd written them up, but I, I wanted to make them look nice. And so I was trying to do it by myself because my VA couldn't. And it was seriously so frustrating. I want you guys to listen. This is a pain point that your clients are going to have. So listen to what I'm saying, because this is how you can start to do your own social media marketing on how can I get to. So I was really frustrated and it was preventing me from moving my business forward because I was spending so much time on ConvertKit trying to make this email work. And I couldn't, I was wasting so many hours, like pulling out my hair. And so finally, out of desperation, I post on this group, like kind of pathetic, like, please, can anybody help me make my emails look nice? And so 
couple of people PM'd me and one woman actually PM'd me and like within 30 seconds. So she like, she must've instantly seen she, she PM'd me right away. And it was interesting because I felt like she was trying to sell me something way bigger than what I needed. All I wanted was some guidance on help. Like, how can I make my emails look nice? Can you help me? And so I didn't get the best vibe from her, even though she's, I'm sure she's very nice. And then Emily reached out and she just said, Hey, you know, tell me where you're stuck. And I love the fact that she just, she just like, she just asked a question, like, where are you stuck? She didn't try to immediately sell me something. So I told her, you know, I want to make my, my emails look nice. She asked me a couple more questions and she's like, Hey, you know, I've got some time um, this weekend. You know, I think I can help you. And, you know, I just really appreciated that she just reached out to me and wanted to help. And, uh, you know, like as a, as a, just another person, a totally stranger from <laughs> online helped me. And she ended up helping me way more than what I even needed. So I think something that you guys can play to is this frustration of people like me who it's getting in our way, like just doing something simple, like making an email look nice or making a landing page is such a huge frustration and it's preventing us from moving our businesses forward. So that can be something that you guys can speak to that, you know, are you frustrated, like trying to make your own emails look nicer, whatever the specific thing that you like to work with, you know, is it taking away time from working on your business? So, cause I think that is the hugest pain point. And so many of my clients who are business owners need people like you. I have to tell you, when I saw your post, I didn't come from the standpoint of like, ooh, I'm going to sweep up this client because there's people in the groups. And I know you all know you're all part of other Facebook groups where one person needs help and everyone's trying to sell them their MLM business. <laughs> like I got a wrap for that or a skin cream for that. And I just was like, hey, maybe I could just tell her. And I wasn't thinking I would, you would hire me. And then, you know, I waited and then I guess I could just tell... I want to be careful what I say, but I could tell that the other girl who reached out to you was very impersonal. There was just something about the way she did that. And I wasn't cognitively thinking like, this is how I'll, I'll snag her. I just genuinely was like, how can I help? And then after a couple of days, I'm like, I think she still needs my help. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, and it was, God, there's just. I, I want to say something more eloquent than what I'm saying right now, but there's a way to do it that's genuine. And from there, from me helping you with one little simple thing, you or you've reached out to me. Well, like now, how do I do this? Now, how do I do that? That's how I've grown my business as a VA. Not coming in there offering two thousand dollar, you know, packages. It's just like little things here and there, and then I become a valuable asset to somebody. And that's what I'm training my unicorns in the VA crash course to do. Just get your foot in the door doing something, and then it opens up all these other digital marketing skills you've learned. So thank you for letting me plug that. (laughs) Yeah. And it's so true. Like All it takes is to get the one client. Mm -hmm. And then when you get the testimonial, I mean, that's really how you start. And, um, And I think the one thing that I would say, I think if I could go back and start over, like how I've been marketing myself is to not be so afraid. I was so terrified to do Facebook lives, even though I'm an extrovert, like I didn't want to do that or just put myself out on social media. But that really is how you're going to grow your business. That's how you're going to attract people like me to your business is we have to see you online. So don't be afraid, put yourself out there. You want to attract the right people and repel the ones that don't jive with you. You you don't want to try to get everybody. You want to get your tribe. So um, that's one thing that I wish I'd done more. So just not be so scared. That's excellent advice. And I have to say, us as virtual assistants and sidekicks or whatever you want to call us, we're not used to 
being in the limelight. We like being behind the scenes and helping other people, but we, we don't always want to put ourselves out there. And I know for the first six years of my business, I did no posting about myself. I did no humble bragging. I did nothing. And then I'm now I'm playing catch up. So I wish the same thing for me. I wish I had just done a little bit here and there and people need to see your face. They do. And it helps if you go take pretty pictures. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. Yes. So who else is on your team? You have another VA on your team, right? I do. How did yes, you find her? Oh, just, re- I was desperate. Just recommendations <laughs> from other friends. I was just asking everybody. And you know, the interest, it's so interesting. Like, I really feel like you and I were meant to meet because I have been searching, just so you know, I do goal cards every morning. And one of my goal cards that I wrote last year said, I will find the perfect virtual assistant who will help me focus on doing what I do best. No joke. Like that's actually a card. And even though you are not a virtual assistant, you do way more than that. But I feel like that card manifested in you. And it's so funny because so many of my clients need virtual assistants and mm-hmm. um, we don't know where to find them. You know, people are just posting on Upwork. And so here I meet you. Yeah. You're training all these virtual assistants. So um, I really think we're meant to meet because there are so many people who need what you guys do. And your group is unique in that you guys do tech stuff. A lot of the VAs that I have met, they can do basic administrative stuff, but they have no idea how to make a landing page, mm-hmm. how to do anything on a website, like at all. So I think you guys are at a huge, huge advantage over a lot of the people who are out there right now. I, I don't see any virtual assistants who can do what you guys can do. Oh, thank you. I am so glad you said that because sometimes it feels weird to be teaching something that no one else is doing. But I really do believe in this unicorn VA who can do a little bit of this and that. And there's other VA courses, but they are all admin. And and that's not what I teach. (laughs) That's not what I like doing either. Well, this is the most growing way of business is social media, right? Mm -hmm. And if you can't make a landing page, if you can't do an opt-in, then, you know, who's going to do it for you? So. Yeah, it's huge. And side note, I don't always know how to do these things. Like if you hired me to work in, I don't know, active campaign, I have never worked in active campaign. I would love to learn it. I would say yes. I would be transparent with you and say I'm learning. And then I would Google the crap out of it. (laughs) You know, I mean, I know the basics of email marketing. I know all these other systems, but it doesn't mean, and I won't lie to you as a new client, but it doesn't mean I can't figure it out. And that's why some of those admin VAs, they're like, nope, can't do that. (laughs) Definitely. So even though, you know, Sharon, my VA does my admin stuff, like with clients and financials and stuff, she can't do any of this tech stuff at all. So yeah. yeah. So do you hear that girls? This is a wide open opportunity. I hope you jump on it, whether you take my course or not, but um, Jennifer's hooking up some of the VAs from my course. They're hooking up with business owners and I hope some work comes out of that, but just these connections are amazing. And I can't thank you enough for helping them because it's really my goal to help them get jobs. So I hope they do. <laughs> so glad that you are filling this niche. And yeah. I think it's it's such a needed one. I, I, I think you guys, once you learn how to promote yourselves and you start putting yourselves out there, I think, you know, if you do it right, you're going to be fending off people and you're going to start to start to learn how to pick the right clients for you. Like yes. in the beginning, you'll pick everybody, but you know, yeah. you're know going to want to learn how to pick the right clients because you don't want to take on those troublesome ones because that will be yeah. miserable. And it really can take one client like Jennifer doing something really small. I can't even remember what I did. Add your header to your template. Is that all I did? Yeah. You added a header and, and you, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. 
you made it look nice, which yeah. is exactly what I want. Yeah. yeah. And convert kit's a little bit tricky. Convert kit's probably the hardest one to style. And I know to move any more forward with Jennifer, I'm going to have to do some coding and put some more effort into it. But now it looks good. But I'm just telling you guys this because it starts with one little simple task and it just branches out from there and then turns into referrals. That's how I grew my whole business. And it's genuinely helping people. So thank you again for the plug. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, and, and I think a lot of people, I don't know if they are in the insider. Is the insider's group a free group? I can't No, it's all of her um, alumni from different programs. Uh, but she has uh, an online community, the podcast community. That one would be a great place to start. Yeah. So that one might be a good place for you guys to find clients and just, you know, I make it a point to try to go in groups where my target client is and just being helpful. If someone asks a question, just going to being helpful, you know, so you start to be known, oh, that person knows a lot about business or that girl knows a lot about landing pages. So just going and starting to find your tribe, people may reach out to you in that way as well. And that is why you have your Facebook business page connected to your profile because people stock you out and they want to see where you work and then they like your page. So you do need to be promoting yourself. This is great. Um, And also don't be like the 30 second girl. Don't act like you're just sitting on Facebook all day long. (laughs) (laughs) Don't respond right away to everything because you will be that girl. (laughs) Yes. Very true. There's a little bit of desperation that you kind of feel like, Yes. wow, was she just like waiting to pounce as soon as I, you know, did yeah. And then I can't help but wonder, like, how many people is she hiring this out to? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't think about that. But um, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, is there anything else um, you want to tell anybody about CVI or any, like, big takeaways? No. Um, I just, I, I mean, I would encourage you guys, if you know, if, um, if you have kids, like I said, it really, it helped me open up my eyes. Okay. So I'll give you an example. So I'm a merchant innovator and my son is a, is a banker builder and we could not be more opposite on the spectrum. And, you know, he's been my kid for 15 years, but it took the CVI and kind of understanding for me to, to really get him and accept him, which sounds really weird, but it's just opened up my eyes so much more now to my whole family. So yeah, I hope you guys find it helpful. I hope you get a chance to look at that PDF because I, I took a lot of time to do it. Yes. And I think you'll, you guys will see a lot of stuff about yourselves and feel like I finally feel heard or I finally feel understood. And I think if you are a merchant innovator, innovator merchant, that's why you're an entrepreneur. That's why you're doing this business because we don't like to be in the corporate world. So you're doing the right thing by, by doing your own business and being your own boss. Oh, I love that. And I, since I'm part of that, that makes me feel good. And all of you embrace your strengths, embrace what you're good at. That's how you're going to like make it in this world in general, like know yourself and know how to take that thing you're good at and just keep it going. How can you help others with that thing? And I think that's like the huge key to success. Sign up for her assessment and then Jennifer will email you or her VA will email you the PDF and then you can go over it in more detail about everything we talked about today. Jennifer also has a free Facebook group called, tell me what the name is. The Badass Women Business Owners Group. I just, I just wanted to make you say badass. (laughs) I know what his name, but yeah, we'll put a link, we'll put a link into that. And if you think you're badass enough, please go join her group. And Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us. And um, it's been fun to watch you grow your business and be a part of your success and help you. Thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. All right. Bye now, guys. (laughs) 
So go find all of the links in the show notes so you can go take that core values index assessment. I would love for you to take a picture of your result, tag me on Instagram, tag Jennifer, let us know what you got because there's so much to know about your personality. And I know there's so many different personality tests out there. I found this one very valuable when it came to how we work in the workplace, online, with our clients. And this type of stuff can just help you have greater success as you run your own freelancer business. So I promise to explore boundary setting in future episodes, but next week we're going to be discussing different freelancer business modules and how to get paid and what to charge. So I'll see you then. If you're ready to learn the digital marketing and social media skills that will get you hired online, head over to vacrashcourse.com where you can learn about my five-week program, the Digital Media VA Crash Course. Small business owners and solopreneurs want to hire someone who gets it and who can help them implement just about everything. They're looking for a magical assistant who does it all. With my comprehensive training, you can get your foot in the door and become the unicorn. Check out vacrashcourse.com. confident and sell their, what am I trying to say here? Like 